And welcome back to another episode of the Experience. Me, boy, lie. Me, Joe. And we're here to talk about Mando season three. It's back after what two or three years? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, because uh, yeah. season one was 2019, and then they uh, got season two out in like 2020, I think. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it has been a couple years. Granted, mm-hmm. um, a uh, lot of stuff happened between that. Yeah. Um, Show called Book of Boba. Yeah, so I mean, like in terms of like Disney's uh, whole uh, Star Wars TV show stuff, yeah, they've been doing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in between Ma- uh, seasons of Mandalorian. So yeah, getting yeah, it's kind of neat to see season three out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first episode. And uh, can I just say, mm, was it a letdown? But it was just okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess um, it's uh, I guess lukewarm. Yeah, a lukewarm return after after a while. Yeah, um, I mean, I think most people really like Mandalorian season one and two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with I, I guess there's sort of a lot of interesting expectations coming out of like the implications of season two, right? Yeah, cause, so give us a quick rundown of what happened at, at the end of season two. Well, if I recall correctly, um, obviously we had uh, Mando uh, giving up Grogu, you know, to Luke Skywalker after being saved. They take in Go- Moff Gideon. Uh, Mando gets the Darksaber, uh, you know, sort of setting up a potential rift between him and Bo-Katan and all that stuff. Sort of a lot of interesting, like, um, areas they could go with in terms of the plot. Um, granted, uh, there, as far as I'm aware, some of that stuff was kind of a bit like explored in the Book of Boba show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of interesting <laughs> things. Yeah, that no, you so, could so, do. yeah, it, it took you a while, didn't it? Uh, but yeah, so what essentially happened was that in Book of Boba. Um, and you, we talked about this, you and me before, and we'll get into it uh, further on into this episode. Um, with, uh, with the events of Book of Boba, where it's more centered around, uh, Boba Fett. So, Mando does show up, uh, Jin, who we're gonna call him now, that for a while bit, now, so we know who we're talking about. Uh, he's been kind of exiled from his group because he has revealed his face. Rule number one, don't show your face. That is the key thing for everyone. Don't show your face. But he showed it like two, maybe three times. <laughs> well, yeah. And granted, you know, that's just mm-hmm. due to the circumstances. But yeah, I know his uh, whole order uh, are just like, nah, man. Once you, yeah, you did it voluntarily and stuff too. No, you got, yeah, you are no longer a Mandalorian now. Mm hmm. You know? And so that's kind of like what his whole journey is in this one, um, and obviously him having the dark saber has got caused a lot of conflict with a lot of people. One because like since he's no longer with like the group, no one's gonna follow him, and he doesn't really delve j- well with the other sects of Mandalorian culture. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a weird thing. So even though he has a dark saber, he could be leading his people. Um, he doesn't really have the. <laughs> The authority, right? Yeah. He has the saber. He has the, the destined sword of author and all that bullshit. But it, it, 
he ain't got the authority. No one's going to follow him. Yeah, unless you're Darth Maul, in which case, you know. Yeah, that's a different story. Um, now, of course, where we're starting from this episode is way after Book of Boa, way after Season 2. A lot of stuff happens. Um, but essentially, it's majority of setup of what we're going to see throughout this season. You know, how Mando can redeem himself. Mm-hmm. Potential threats. And sort of what he needs to know, like... It's setting up the fetch quests, I guess. I guess I, guess I would say, you know, how in an RPG game. Yeah, you know, he has his one goal. Uh, you know, redeem himself and to be able to mm-hmm. be a, considered a Mandalorian again. He has, you know, the quest he needs to do, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much setting up like, yeah, I need to do this, this, and that. So I need to get myself ready to go mm-hmm. off on this uh, little you know side quest technically you know to get myself back into the good graces of the mandalorians yeah know? it's one of those um things that and this is the reason i say uh, rpg right where you complete a couple certain side quests in order to uh access the main quest mm-hmm. so that's kind of like what we're uh seeing right now um not to say it's not enjoyable it's good to see um oh my god i'm forgetting his name um carl weathers character uh yeah yeah now I know you're talking about he's the uh, grand magistrate now yeah. of the uh, of their little uh, planet mm-hmm. which is kind of like it's such a weird uh transition because obviously in the first season it's you know like a very uh, it's a bounty hunter outpost or whatever you know lots of gritty stuff you know mm-hmm. and then in the second season you know it's like it's improved a bit and now it's like even mando's like man this place has changed a lot since the last time we were here you know this is a different set <laughs> yeah like you know there's like schools and like you know it's a very prosperous place there's a lot of greenery which is which is something that caught my, my eye yeah you know you went from like this very deserty backwater area and now it's like oh there's trees and green and you know life here mm-hmm. now you know, it's, people are happy. Yeah, like, heck, he even offers uh, Din Jaren, you know, to like, hey, listen, man, just hang up the, hang up the boots and the Mando armor and stuff, and you know, just live out here, you know. I mean, that's an option, dude. You, we you can get, make good money out here, live a decent life, you know, that sort of thing. But obviously, Mando's like, no, I got a job to do. Well, I got, I got something I got to do, you know. Yeah. It, it looks like it's 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 a lot of good setups into it and stuff, and also like setups for potential threats for for Mando because um, apparently no one's gotten to notice that hey it's a it's not a bounty hunter place anymore. Well, yeah, uh, there's still a couple ruffians uh, mm-hmm. that still you know haven't gotten the news like hey listen we don't do that here anymore all right this is a it's a nice place now you can't be just the running around. <laughs> Uh, like it's the old west out here shooting your guns and stuff. And can I just say it's good to see like practical creature. Uh, I won't say creature effects, but like practical makeup and all that stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since we've seen that, and that's something I've always kind of looked forward to when it came to Star Wars. It's like oh, all the practical uh, aliens and so effects good. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I guess there wasn't there wasn't really a whole lot of that for. Uh, I guess the last Star Wars show we talked about, Andor, but then again, Andor was a very, I guess, different type of show, you know? Yeah, it was very down-to-earth. It was very, like, people-centered. Yeah, so not a whole lot of, like, the 
crazy space adventure stuff that you get with uh, the Mandalorian, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, you know, the effects still look good, I feel. And, you know, that's just um, sort of the way I think Mando has always been sort of. Like, yeah, it's, it, it, Mando has been like that nice gel between like the crazy Star Wars stuff that we get like within the movies to like the more down to earth stuff people uh problems like andor well it's, yeah because like i think the whole part of like the whole point of i think the mandalorian show is just um like like man you know Di- Jin is uh just like a character that i think has always been sort of like he can just go anywhere you know and explore any part of the star wars universe i mean heck uh the first season alone was just pure bounty hunting and like all this sort of mystery with Grogu and all that stuff and then the second season you you start to get a lot more him just sort of interacting with like various past uh, Star Wars characters he meets up with Bo-Katan mm-hmm. meets up with Ahsoka he meets fucking Luke Skywalker you know he's a very uh, versatile character that you can just kind of plop him into like any sort of scenario you know and he, he it's it's fun to see him interact with that sort of stuff you know mm-hmm like, I think that's sort of, like, I think the big um, selling point of that of the show as a whole. Because it's, like, he's the type of character that can just go anywhere and be involved with various sort of things. And I think it kind of reminds me of uh, Clint Eastwood's character from the... Uh, uh, oh, the, the the Spaghetti Western movies he has. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that trilogy. The, the Man with No Name. Yeah, The Man with No Name, you know? Like, there's a whole trilogy of movies about that guy, mm-hmm. you know? Like, him always getting into various scenarios and stuff with various different characters. And that's sort of what I feel like what Mando is, you know? He uh, he is that character that can be put into various these situations within the Star Wars universe, whether it's the small-scale stuff, like his bounty hunting missions, or even, like, getting to interact with some of the larger Star Wars stuff that we sort of, it's more familiar to modern audiences, like with the Jedis and all that stuff, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's that type of character, which I think, you know, it's really fun to see him, like, do that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So, <clears throat> obviously, um, with all that, you know, we're still getting, like, a lot of the crazy stuff. Um Obviously, we're not going to go further into it because we essentially just gave you the whole plot points. Yeah, right I mean, yeah, like you said, like, the whole plot of the episode isn't, like, that, like, intrusive, like, uh, like, complicated to explain. It is just, I mean, there are some interesting bits, like, the whole opening is just a big fight with this giant, like, weird alligator monster with uh, all the, uh, the Mandalorians and stuff. And uh, we do meet up with Bo-Katan and just sort of see her, like, side of the, the perspective of, like, hey, listen, Mando, he's like, hey, I need your help. I need to get to the Mandalore, you know? And she's like, hey, yeah, no one's going to follow me and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't get the dark saber here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, because he has a saber. He, everyone's going to follow him. But again, like I said earlier, you've been disowned, boy. I mean, yeah, he has been disowned. <laughs> so... Yeah, he's a very, you know, he has a goal, right? Which mm-hmm. is, uh, as far as we know, to get to the minds of Mandalore so that he can bathe himself. Do this whole ritual thing. 
mm-hmm. so that he can essentially regain his status as a Mandalorian. You know, so... And obviously, you know, like, it seems mm-hmm. impossible because after the Empire pretty much just laid waste to Mandalore, mm-hmm. like, all the Mandalorians are like, yeah, there's no way of going back mm-hmm. and stuff. But obviously, uh, Jin is like, no, I, I gotta figure this out, right? I gotta, like... Listen, if I want to become a Mandalorian again, I need to figure this out. I will find a fucking way. Yeah. yeah. Our creed is this is the way, and I will find that fucking way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, you know, you keep telling me this is the way. Well, guess what? I mean, I'm going to find the way. Mm-hmm. Well, that should be the title. I will find the way. <laughs> yeah, just the title for one of the Mandalorian episodes. Like, I'll find the way. I will find the way. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but yeah, no, it's it's uh you know it's set up for this for the whole goal of the season more or less. Which, to be fair, um, that is sort of the thing with I think each season of Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole main objective of the first season is just to protect Grogu. You know, just like mm-hmm. fi- kind of figure out like what the hell is he, what the hell is he, and like how does he relate to all this stuff? Yeah, and then like obviously second season is like all right, Mando, you gotta like find some way to like. You know, send him off on his own thing, right? Mm-hmm. And granted, uh, Grogu is still here in season three. Are we gonna talk about Grogu? I mean, he's still Grogu, you know. He's still Grogu. He's doing a lot of cutesy stuff. Yeah, he's still a cute Yoda I, baby. I, you I, know? I, 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 I still don't agree with him with bringing him back. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's explained in Man uh, in the Book of Bobo. Yeah, uh, it is. Know, why? he's still here mm-hmm. um and it is sort of like offhanded mentioned in the show in case anyone like didn't want to watch the book of bova it's like mm-hmm. man was just like yeah i completed my quest i uh uh but it, the kid came back to me anyway so i guess he's just sort of here now with me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah it's one of those things and like not to say i'm not against like the idea of you know more grogu uh, i do like grogu the the thing is for me is that I feel like we completed, you know, a, a nice story arc, a nice send off to him, and we had no choice but to regress back. Like, yeah, it, it feels like a step backwards in progression. No, I I definitely agree with that. You know, uh, yeah, this whole big emotional moment at the end of season two, you know, where Mando essentially has to give up this kid who he's very fond of at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, to let him live a, a better life, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, he's still a kid, and he has to journey with Manda to be basically... He's a bounty hunter, and he's mm-hmm. going to be always, you know, doing all this stuff. Um, I don't know. Personally, you know, maybe there could have been, like, interesting ways to, like, have Grogu still be in the show. Maybe just, like, I don't know, every now and again, Mando... Mm-hmm is allowed to come back uh, to see him during his training and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we could get little updates on him and stuff. Although, I'm going to be honest, there is a part of me that feels like half mm-hmm. of the reason why they decided yeah. to regress that way is because everybody kept on making jokes about like, oh god, Grogu's going to get murdered by Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I heard, and I'm like, I don't know, I feel like he could have survived. You know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I guess uh, there was no other choice, or I don't know. Uh, and I don't mean, get me... Yeah, go, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I feel like, the, obviously, like, the big reason 
is probably is always just marketing, you know? Yeah. Like clearly, like every like Disney likes, you know, like clearly like marketing purposes. Yeah, like obviously, the, you got a lot of people who watch the show because of freaking Grogu and how cute he is. So obviously, you want to keep that sort of portion of the audience running around. But you know, I, I yeah, I think you're gonna say something. So what I was gonna say was more onto that where it's like, you know, clearly they, you know, it's gonna be hard to get rid of them because he's such an integral part of the show. I mean, how often have we compared it to, and I've done it myself to like series to shows like Lone Wolf and Cub, right? Mm-hmm. Where in that it's a manga where it's a samurai with, who you know takes care of a child and carries him with him everywhere he goes, and it's become such a part of Pedro Pascal's, uh, you know, <laughs> acting role now that he's doing it again in Last of Us. He's uh, this gruff older person taking care of a child. Yeah, and I mean, then you see that again, sort of in other series now. It's become so. It's because so Drogo himself has become integral to as Mandalorian as much as it kind of. I feel like his story, that story arc, is completed now. Yeah, I get. I think I get what you mean with that. Um, also, yeah, it is kind of like funny that Pedro Pascal seem is seemingly getting character uh, typecast into being uh, this lone gruff guy who has to take care of a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever yeah. since uh, I don't even know, like Drew Grit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's too fair. Again, I mean, you're not wrong too, because uh, you know that is sort of a trope in a lot of things mm-hmm. like so i think especially because considering uh mando is very sort of western inspired mm-hmm. yeah like true grit is just like hey this uh girl wants to get revenge for uh, what happened to her fucking dad mm-hmm. uh so she, you know she literally has to like journey with this older gruffer dude you know to like mm-hmm. get that vengeance stuff going uh but yeah you know it's uh like, there, there are obviously, like, I think the big, there's, like, two ways of looking at, like, why it is how it is mm-hmm. with uh, bringing Gorgu back. The one is the cynical, which is, I think, how I was looking at it. Like, ah, oh, it's just Disney marketing, you know? Mm-hmm. They just want to keep that sort of money train going. And then there's the other, like, more, like, well, like, it seems like, plot-wise, it just seems like Gorgu's so fun, it's so integral to Mando's character mm-hmm. for, for now, like, legit, like... If you're going to try doing that again, it has to be, like, the end of the series, right? You know? Yeah. Well, because the whole idea is that, he's beca- that Grogu's become so attached to to, to Jin that, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hard for him to let go. Yeah. And he probably wants... <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to say it. He's going to end up like Joel in uh, Last of Us 2. Oh, I mean... Yeah, I guess. Although... Knowing that the second that there is going to be a second season of Last of Us, and it will cover the, the Last of Us Part Two, I mean, like I, I don't like the idea of Pedro Gascal getting his head crushed in twice, on two different shows. Well, actually, no, three different shows, right? Because he was in Game of Thrones, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what you remember too. What was the third one? Well, I mean, potentially third. With, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandalorian. But don't well, he has his man? He, listen, he has uh, you know best scar armor here. He can't get his head crushed. No way, no possible. No, we can get his head cut off. We saw that with uh, Django. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, but 
but yeah, you know, uh, Mando's just, I mean, no, I think uh, both sort of viewpoints are sort of correct in their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those things that, like, it lines up perfectly with Disney marketing of, like, yeah, let's just keep Grogu here, keep that green money coming. And then it's like, yeah, but also character-wise, we feel that Mando uh, just works well with Grogu and we're not, we haven't reached that point yet where we have where we make we can make it permanent, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's probably the best way, the way I think about it too. Because like, you know, a lot of us were thinking about where does the story go on and like you have you know, the shit with the dark saber and a lot of us were like, "Oh, are we going to have a Mandalorian civil war?" And you know, it might just be that from the trailers because there's a lot of that. Though I will say it looks like from the trailers um we might get the like the backstory of either Grogu or like um Carl Vizlar. I think that's how you pronounce his name. The the the, the original owner of the Darksaber. Uh-huh. I don't know, it just looked like that from the trailers. I I might be wrong. But I don't know. I I think they're at least gearing up for uh an interesting role with, with Grogu and or the Jedi side of, of Star Wars within Mando. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously we're gonna like straight up, we're probably gonna see Mandalore mm-hmm. in this season, and it's gonna be interesting how all that sort of like. Yeah, and I don't know. I might be interested to see the other like um, sects of uh, of man of Mandalorian culture. Yeah, because like, obviously, like Bo Katan has her own. Mando was raised in the what I mean. Uh, Bokatan calls it a very sort of like uh, extremist kind of group. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see what other like like hidden sects of Mandalorians are out there with their own sort of creeds and all that stuff. I mean, some example of that in the beginning of this episode, <laughs> some kid was getting inducted. Well, I mean, no, that was the same group though. No, no, no I'm saying like that. We saw a bit of that of of Jin's uh, specific. Yeah, group. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, their whole uh, thing of like, hey, you know, you do a whole ritual. Mm-hmm. You put on the mask, and then it's like you can't take off the mask anymore. You mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it. I think getting to see a bit more of Mandalorian culture is going to be kind of interesting mm-hmm. to look at. Um, hopefully, we get to see more of that, though. I just point that out. But you know, like, so if we are, if, since we are going to be going to Mandalore in this season, it, I, it mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if we we get more cultural aspects of Mandalorian culture. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel like that for some... Well, if you weren't already into the deep Star Wars lore, you probably already know a good chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, know how it kind of plays out. Uh, but for people who aren't, no, you know, who have no experience in that, I think this is a great way to introduce them to this stuff like that. You know, further expand the, the world and the lore of, of Star Wars. Stuff that, you know, makes it feel more lived in, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, we, we get enough of that from the movies with the Skywalkers and the Jedis and the that. But, you know, that was the one thing, great thing about, you know, Andor is like, hey, this is, like, you know, the the rebel side of stuff. And by that, also, the human people side. <laughs> because, like, hey, uh, a lot of fucked up shit's going on. I mean, yeah, like, it's a uh, very sort of grounded take of, like, oh, yeah, no, this is whatever... Uh a uh, totalitarian government mm. like the empire would be like to live under and mm. the various sort of costs of uh 
what it takes to build a rebellion against that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why, um, well, I'm forgetting his name again. Andor? Yeah, Andor. It's in the fucking Cassian name. Andor, yeah. And Cassian is, is like, how he ended up being part of something and, like, growing his level of cynicism towards the the whole idea of a rebellion. Mm-hmm. So that, that in itself is, like, a really good, uh, interesting thing to see. And... Yeah, I, was, I got nothing else to say. It's going to be a short episode this time. I mean, yeah, and like we said, it's not, it's because, it's more of like it, there's not a whole lot to mm-hmm. talk about because the episode is pretty straightforward in like its sort of uh, delivery, you know, of like, yeah, uh, Mando is going to be going on his quest to redeem himself to be in Mandalorian again, you know? And uh, this is sort of the setup. I mean, we can talk a little bit about, like, the potential of bringing back uh, IG, uh, the IGPX droid, uh, voiced by Ta- Taika Watiti, you know? That, okay, so that brings me to another thing. Um, I understand that he's the only droid that he can trust, but it's also kind of weird, in my opinion, that uh, we're kind of, like, bringing back characters. Yeah, but for me... I don't know, maybe it's just because uh, how I am with robots as mm. characters in that, I don't know, like, you can always bring a robot back. Mm. <laughs> it's a robot, you know? As long as, like, as long as the processor's there, I, you, a robot can come back to life. It blew itself up. <laughs> to be fair, you're not wrong, and the, the fact that they were just like, oh yeah, we managed, we somehow, like, we were very lucky to man- uh, get some parts salvaged. And they build him into like a statue, and Jin just like looks at the statue, like let's build some of his parts. Let's just see if we can take it down and uh, you know bring him back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my man's like statue. Yeah, but you got some parts that are straight up his parts. Which, you know, if you think about it, it's a little more grim. <laughs> I mean, do we really want to get into the the ethics of droids in the Star Wars universe? You know, <laughs> you know, do do droids even have rights? Is should there be a droid rebellion? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. These are these are questions asked for other people. You know, not yes, us. Because <laughs> I would just be like, no, robot uprising will destroy all humanity. We can't let the robots win. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's about as much as we can say about this show. Because again, it feels mostly just like setup. So it's just setting up a lot of stuff, and you know, seeing where things go. Um, not to say it's a bad thing, but it's 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 a very much a wait and see kind of process. I feel like a lot of people feel a little lukewarm to this. It's still a good episode. There's still a lot of good there. You know, it's good to see Grogu being cute again. Uh, a lot of cool. We good- saw like those little weird uh, creatures from like episodes uh, nine nine, the ones yeah. that like were reprogramming C three PO to get like that stuff. Now, granted. Maybe this is just me being dumb. Yeah. There is a there was a part of me that's like, is that is it I know it's the same race, but is that the same guy that helps C three PO out later in, in the series? Probably not, right? <laughs> I think you're profiling. Well, I mean, you know, here's my it's not my fault that Star Wars sometimes likes to do a thing where like everything's just weirdly like connected. Connected and centralized. I mean we can look back at the prequels and uh, how Anakin Skywalker was the one that built C-3PO. Or the fact that Andor was somehow involved in the creation of his own death. I mean, 
Yeah, you know, it's like, sometimes it's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's a little weird and ironic. Yeah, I get that. How, how things are just linked together in weird ways, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that would be pretty cool. Um, a little weird, but pretty. it's pretty okay. It's pretty cool, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, I think that's about as much as we can say. Uh, do you, any? I mean, any final thoughts on this? On this? I mean, no, I mean, I think we... I think I've said my piece. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very straightforward episode. Um, uh, it's not. Like, I guess it's not like a hype return for mm-hmm. Mandalorian. It's very. It's like you said. It's a very. It's kind of lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just there to help set up what could hopefully be a very interesting season. Because I mean, the first two seasons of Mandalorian are good. So you're kind of just hoping that, like... Kind of one of the... I would say one of the best streaming shows that ever come out. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a testament to the success of uh, of Star Wars as a TV series, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, like, that was the whole... That was, like, the big thing about it at the time when it was, when it was first coming out. It's like, holy crap, you know? This is a Star Wars TV show that has, like, a budget. Like... Has good effects, you know, good storytelling, you know, just all these good things. It's it's one of the things that like I think the fan base was able to agree upon after like you know like very divisive sequel series, mm. the uh, the sequel trilogy, you know, where it's like oh my god Disney, you know, got something right, you know, kind of vibes, you know. Mm. So I feel like you know Mandalorian has that expectation. And hopefully, uh, this third season does well. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like there it, it it's going to because it's a lot of like, it's been consistent, right? It's mm-hmm. been very consistent. Everything about it is really great. I can barely think of an episode I didn't like in man in both seasons of Mandalorian. So yeah, I, I'm totally uh down to see where it goes, uh, even further. And, and again, we're talking about the trailer. It t- looks like it's hyping up a lot of stuff. Maybe a battle in Mandalore. I don't know. I can only see what I see. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I guess that's a good place to end the episode, guys. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Thinkies Interiors. We're most active on Instagram. There you'll find a link to all the podcast sites we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and all the like. And you'll find a link to the YouTube where we're most at, where you'll find a video version of this episode. For all you audio listeners out there, and be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and we do have a Patreon for any kind of support. And yeah, it's uh, Mando's back. We're excited to see where it goes, despite the lukewarm episode that we both feel that it was. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we'll happily see where it goes. Anyway, it's been me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.